It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Postcast, David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz get blown out by the Toronto Raptors here at the Scotiabank Center. We'll talk about what happened in the first half, how Toronto runs so well, how it's possible that the Jazz could get run by that many, and how concerned we should be. Those are all the topics we have coming up for you on tonight's edition of Postcast. I'm not sure this is really working, but the audio version will work. There's all sorts of... Uh, we couldn't get up on a regular system in uh, here in Toronto, so there's a chance we're just coming to you through the computer tonight rather than a regular audio because I don't seem to be getting um, the usual readings on our uh, computer. So if you can hear us, that's great. If not, you'll have to listen to the regular Postcast edition. Ron... What happened? David, we got beat. We got ran off the floor. Uh, we got uh, just beat by more a team with a tremendous amount of energy. Uh, uh, the shots start falling. They just continue to pile it on. But I thought their defense was probably what, what you know, I'm one of those guys that I think the offense carries the defense for the most part. But, that, boy, I, uh, there's no way I could say that happened tonight because their defense was just – off the charts with the with the amount of deflections and steals they came up with that led to uh, to points on the other end of the floor. So they opened the ball game and the Jazz would drive the lane and every time the Jazz drove they brought an outside guy in and reached in and knocked the ball away for a steal. Uh, they had eleven steals in the first half and they ran off all of them. They had two to three points off every single one of them. The Jazz are the number one drive team in the league. This was clearly their game plan was to reach in like this and make these kind of plays tonight. And I'm so surprised that that there wasn't a tremendous amount of fouls. Uh, there, that a lot of those steals and those deflections were so clean to the point where they could get out and run, push the ball ahead. Well, incidentally, they do a great job of doing is pushing the ball ahead of their defense. And when you have a ton of athletes like they have, you know, you can do that and, and, and count on them making plays. But, again, I'm just so surprised that there wasn't a lot of fouls called or, or maybe the, they, didn't, they didn't deserve the fouls, but, you know, they didn't pick up some fouls there with the way they uh, deflect the ball. It, there's a feeling a little bit, I think, in the world out there that, like, on a game like this, you burn the tape and you move on. Do you burn the tape or do you go watch this to understand what happened? I, I think I think you have to watch something like this. I don't think you have to watch the whole game because uh, I think that first quarter was something that, that you needed to pay a lot of attention to. Uh, I know the Jazz experimented with with something trying to shadow Siakam uh, and take and, and try to make Marcus All beat them rather than Siakam or some of the other guys. But you know, you, I think you have to watch the film at least for a quarter uh, just to point some things out. There'll be a lot of over analysis of this game, Ron. But I actually really think the analysis is simple. I mean, I really think it's Jazz drove to the basket. They stole the ball. Jazz weren't strong with the ball. They ran and scored, and they took what was a close game. The Jazz took one shot attempt in a three-and-a-half-minute period of time tonight, and the game was over. The game was over. The Jazz ended up shooting 8 for 20 in the first in the first, uh, in the first quarter and, and 3 for 10 from the three-point line. That's 20%. You're not going to win a lot of quarters shooting 20%, especially on the road. Uh, Nexon says, why does it seem like the Jazz start games like they're playing a preseason game? Well, that might feel that way, but the fact is 
that the Jazz are the number two or three team in first quarters this year. Jazz are the 13th best offense, number one defense in the league in first quarters, third best first quarter team. So that's just tonight they got they got they just got totally destroyed by a team that did something to them that they weren't they. And and this is you know Boyan's great, but that is Boyan's weakness. Teams are going to start to do this when he puts the ball on the deck. He's not looking to pass, so they're going to come and collapse on him. And that reach in, and we're going to start to see that a lot. Yeah, he got a strip today. Um, you know, a lot of times guys drive to the basket. Donovan does a very good job of, of when he gets into traffic, bringing the ball down low and then bringing it up, you know, changing the, the angles on, on this when he drives to the basket. I don't think Boyan does that that often, especially. And, and, and it was just right there to just get his strip. He didn't have a very good basketball game. But aside from all of that, the Jazz just got their butts kicked, you know, and it's going to happen. Uh, it's not the first time it's happened. You pointed out uh, that it's what seven times where they've been seven down times 40. lost by forty. We yeah, didn't yeah. we didn't lose by forty. It was the largest deficit in franchise history. Uh, they also shot lights out. We shot lights poor. I mean, you just you start adding lists. So, but the bigger issue, I mean, the issue is the live ball turnovers, fast breaks the other way. The other thing that was really awesome tonight was how well Toronto runs. What does Toronto do? that gets them up the floor with such velocity. I don't think there's any secret. You look at the guys they have out on the floor. Just take away. They, they don't even need Marcus Saul in, in transition because he's going to be a trailer for the most part. But they have athletes. They can dribble it up quick enough, and they, they, they run the floor. But I think what I was impressed with is the fact that they would push the ball ahead of the defense with a pass and gave other guys a chance to make plays. And when you do that, now the defense is scrambling. And I love to get a defense scrambling because that's going to get you some good shots sooner or later. The defense has to break down. Jazz just didn't have an answer for that in that first half. And they run to the – it's as though they run to the corner three. They push it ahead in the middle of the floor, but then their next pass is to a three-shooter on the angle, and the next one after that is to a corner three. They got a ton of corner threes in transition. Yeah, eight for ten from the three-point line. That's going to give you a lead somewhere, you know, that kind of shooting in that first quarter. Well, they were way better than we were. They might be way better than they are. They might be going back to the NBA Finals. I know that sounds crazy. Miami's awfully good. Milwaukee's awfully good. Boston's awfully good. Philadelphia doesn't look quite right. But I could see a scenario where, you know, Miami goes and plays Milwaukee. Milwaukee gets Miami. I don't know what I'm doing with Philadelphia here. I'm having them get upset and all sorts of disasters. And Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid hating each other because we're playing them next. So i got to create drama. But if this team can beat Boston, if they go get Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals with these athletes, they got like five guys who can guard Giannis. I would be comfortable taking these guys to beat Milwaukee in the Conference Finals again. Boy, they have the athletes. And, I'm, again, I'm so surprised. I mean, you've seen a couple of these guys play, and, and you've read on them, on especially like Davis. Uh, is that his name? Um, Terrence Davis. Right. Yeah. Surprisingly. And, and Jefferson's playing very, very well. So he's caught a hold to a system that that you know that complements him so they have a ton of athletes on this team and and uh, one of these guys go down it doesn't matter i mean they can, they can look look Lowry's only played eight games this year and they haven't missed a beat everybody looks good when they beat you by 30 so maybe i'm overstating a little bit they only beat us by 20 but they're up by 40 that is postcast have a great night
Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.